Oh, she looks like us now. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, man. This is this is um, this track here is about a great. Again, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna double back on him, Nipsey, because he just. He talked about it all the time. Um, and because I truly love Nip, man. Shout out to Lauren. Um, I saw her do an interview the other day with Angie Martinez, and it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful interview. Her spirit is high. I'm, I'm so glad that she's getting back to talking. I think all of us in this culture love Lauren. I think all of us love her. We, we empathize with her because we love Nip so much, um, especially for me because... I truly started this journey, and one of my goals was to meet him. And I truly felt like um, at some point in my career, we was going to link up and we was going to work together. I felt like he was going to see what I was doing, and he was going to be like, bro, you know, say cuz. You know what I'm saying? I felt like he was going to want to work with me. I felt like he was going to want to talk to me. I feel like I was going to have his phone number. I, feel, I just feel like that. In my spirit, I felt like that because he, he inspired me when I was in the streets. And when I was on this journey, I felt like, bro, like he talking it. He talking it. He get it. He understand it. And, and, I, and I felt like that. And I'm going to be real with you. When he got, you know, assassinated, um, not only did I feel pain, but somebody coming from the streets, I felt like an OG ain't never supposed to go out like that. Not that way. Not that disrespectful. He had did too much for our culture. He had did too much for the community. He had did too much for his community. And even though death is a part of life, and I understand it, but the way he went out, the disrespectful way he went out, I was pissed off at that. That hurt my heart as somebody leaving the streets, as somebody, I was like, damn. And it, and it really hurt me. It truly, truly, truly hurt me. For a long time, I felt it. So this is definitely dedicated to Nip. Um, and again, Lauren, I just want you to know, man, the culture love you. We, we want to see you just back in your mood. We want to see you back in your bag, but it's good to see you out talking. It's good to see you out moving. It's good to see you out healing. And she said something that was real dope to me when, in her interview. She said, um, it was crazy because I, I looked at love a different way when I heard her say this. She said, you only get one person in this lifetime. She was like, you're, like, you get that person, your person. She said, you only get that once. And once you experience it, the goal is to experience it for the rest of your life. And she said, he was my person. And she said something that was so amazing. She said, as much as we think, like, I think once they took the picture on the horse in the middle of Cali, we just felt like they had the perfect relationship. We was like, yo, that's what we want right there. That's the one. Right? A gangster in Cinderella. That's what we want. That's it. Right? Every dude in the street, you're like, yo, like, I'm going to be real with you. If you're a dude from the street, you don't want, I'm going to keep it real, like, you don't want a woman from the street. Nothing against that, but, like, if you're from the street, I don't want you to, because you're a real, you're a real one. I won't say another word. I don't want that. I don't want my girl to be a real mm, ninja. I want her to be my girl. My partners is my real ninjas. So when you're from the street, you don't want your girl to be a real ninja. You want her to be your girl. I don't want you to understand my street logic all the time. I want you to be green. I want you to be, you know, feminine. I don't, I don't want you to be an alpha female. 
I want you to be feminine. I want you to take bubble baths. <laughs> you got I want you to be pretty sometimes. I want you to be that. I want you to wear pink. I'm okay. I want you to ask me, baby, how these shoes look? And I'm be like, babe, I don't even care. They look good. Cool. I'm all right. That. I don't want you to ask me, yo, how these Air Force Ones look? Babe, chill. Bruh. Right, it's just me. So when you see that, you're like, damn, that's, you know, you, I felt this. So I just want the queen to know, man, we, we appreciate you for saying, like, yo, we wasn't perfect, but that was my person. He treated me with the highest respect. He treated, you know, my little one with the highest respect. He treated us with the highest respect. He led as a father. He led as a man. He wasn't perfect, but he had a good heart. He had a good spirit, and he was always moving forward. He was out to inspire. And so when she said that, I was like, yo, she said, I don't want another person. I've experienced it already. I said, damn, that's deep. See, that was my person. That was my person. I don't want to experience it again. I'm good. She said, I made, I don't, I don't want, I was like, damn, that's good. So, Queen, we love you. We appreciate you. Man, let her know I said it, man. Let her know Trap said it, man. Nothing crazy. Um, let's go, man. So, this version of Well Track Nipsey said, we playing a long game. We don't want the money to stop when we go. When we can't work no more, we want it to, allow, we want it to outlive us. We want it to be generational. <sighs> Jose, you hear that? Jose going to shout that one up. He going to shout that one up. Listen, we're going to say it again. Nip said, yo, we playing a long game. We don't, want the, we don't want the money to stop when we go. When we can't work no more. We wanted to outlive us. We wanted to be generational. Yo, that's so bars. That's heavy, heavy. Everybody won't get rich quick. Nobody don't want to play the long game. Go back. Everybody won't get rich quick. Nobody won't play the long game. So he said, yo, we playing a long game. That means the moves I'm making right now, I don't need them moved to, to be into fruition tomorrow. I need them to, to work. I ain't planting a seed today to eat the fruit tomorrow. If it do, I'm eating the avocado. I'm eating the, the mango while it's still green. I'm eating the banana while it's still green. I'm eating the watermelon. Boop, boop, boop. It ain't ripe. The money ain't multiplied enough. The money ain't multiplied enough. It ain't compounded enough. My money ain't recruited enough interest. My money ain't paid me enough dividends yet. We playing a long game. We don't want the money to stop when we go. Yo, when I, listen. We are dead longer than we are alive. People be like, wealthy people greedy. No, they ain't. They just understand one thing. I'm dead longer than I'm alive. So I got to keep making money, not for me, but for my family so it can be generational. So when I'm gone and keep going, they say, Nip say, when we can't work no more, we want the money to outlive us. We want the investments to outlive us. Broke people live check to check. Rich people live year to year. Wealthy people live generation to generation. Yo, I'm trying to be five, six generations ahead. Listen to me, family. You're a first-generation millionaire. Bro, you only got one generation under your belt. Mark Cuban said, yo, if you ain't worth 10, 10 million, yeah, yo, you walking on eggshells. 
And that wasn't a shot at the nobody. Sometimes a harsh truth can be real. It can be a gut punch. You make six figures, seven figures, you go and buy all the jewelry, you go and wear designer every day, all day, you got every car you wanted. Now you really living, you a rich slave. You living check the check now. You a rich slave. Now you got to keep working to try to maintain a lifestyle. Yo, I wear travel apparel 362 days out of the year. The other three days, I might got to put something else on because people be like, yo, I need you to wear a little something different. Which reminds me, I got to talk to my designer because I'm going to come up with a suit and a long sleeve shirt that's going to have WST on it. And now I'm still wearing my own stuff again. He said, we want the money to outlive us. We want it to be generational. I remember when Nip died or got assassinated and Hove, just being Hove, just being a god, he went to them. I don't know if it's true or not, but he went to Lauren. He tried to give us some money. She was like, no, no, no. We good. Thank you. We good. My guy left us straight. That made me smile so much. Because he practiced and he lived what he talked about. He said, Hove was like, yo, he, he, I don't know if it's true or not. It was just a speculation. But she said, nah, we good. He left us straight. He did his job. So I want you to understand that. So I'm going to say this again, man. We playing a long game. We don't want the money to stop when we go. When we can't work no more, we want it to outlive us. We want it to be generational. <laughs> Bars. That's why we call it Nipsey the Great, man. We miss you, bro. We miss you, King. We love you, King. I still listen to Victory Lap. I still listen to Mailbox Money. I still listen to Slauson, Ocean Views. I'm there, bro. I love you. I miss you. And I'm still holding you in my spirit, man. Salute. All right, man, listen. We had fun today. We went through a lot of stuff. We talked about a lot. We laughed. We had fun. We maybe even cried. We took a lot of notes. Tooted uncanny me three times and hit the watch. I get it, bro. But I like to have this part that's called Wise Word from the OG. And it's the part why I just like to have a talk with us. Trapper to trapper. You must be able to take what you learned today and build on it. Or add it on to what you learned yesterday. Even if yesterday's lessons are outdated. There is an experience factor in those lessons that must be captured. Your ambition to succeed, your ambition to build wealth, and your ambition to be generational must not be greater than your work ethic. 
Oftentimes we go through life and we take for granted the now. We look so far ahead that we don't often appreciate what it's been through to get us to that day. And when you don't appreciate your yesterday, when you don't appreciate what you've been through, the moment you're in right now will either be overlooked or overwhelming. So let me explain that a little bit. When I talked to y'all in the beginning about my journey, and that was just certain parts of it. When I stepped on Wall Street, everything I had been through, it came full circle to me. It looked me right in the face. So even when Einstein was talking to me, in that moment, no disrespect to him, but I was just taking it all in. Because in that moment, I realized everything I had been through to get to that one point, and it made it all worth it. But it also inspired my future. See, when you appreciate what you've been through, and when you appreciate and you live in the moment, it gives so much credit and so much promise to your future. Because whether you know it or not, the choices that you make today are journeys, a stepping stones on the ladder of what you'll be and where you'll be tomorrow. What I will want you to understand is this. If you don't prepare for tomorrow, today, when tomorrow comes, you'll be no better off than you were today. And the worst thing about not being prepared for tomorrow is when tomorrow looks exactly like yesterday. When you don't prepare for tomorrow, and when you get to tomorrow, and it looks exactly like yesterday, in that moment, you feel like you haven't accomplished anything. In that moment, you feel like, I'm wasting time. In that moment, you feel like you aren't adding value to yourself. I'm going to be real with y'all right quick. I went on my Instagram last week, man, I unfollowed everybody. I unfollow everybody. And it wasn't because I didn't have close relationships with those people. It wasn't that some of those people weren't dear to me. But I unfollow everybody because I wanted to take this journey and this part of my life to just focus on trap. I wanted to just focus on how I want to end the year and how I want to start the year. And being as transparent as I can be right now, I am strong, 
I am probably one of the most motivated people. I am probably one of the most confident people you will ever meet in your life. But sometimes, sometimes, I feel like I ain't doing enough when I get on a gram and I see people who I'm cool with doing their thing. And it's not that I'm comparing myself, but I'm looking at my people like, yo, damn, they just did this. Shit, I got to do this. And it throw me off track sometimes because I'm not appreciating my moment. Because I ain't appreciating my moment. I had one of my biggest moments ever in June. One of the accomplishments that I never thought I would do. I was like, yo, I really did that in a day. Got up the next day, saw one of my homies doing something like, damn, I ain't doing enough. I'm back in my bag. I'm back on my team. Like, yo, we got my team like, yo, we just did this. And what happens is when we don't appreciate our now, and I'm not saying it's not okay to be ambitious. I'm not saying it's not okay to be inspired. But where does the inspiration come from? Does the inspiration come from within? Or does the inspiration come from outside measures that are impacting you? And at that point, that's artificial inspiration. That ain't organic. And the one thing about trap, man, nobody was with me when I was homeless. Nobody was with me when I was doing that 10-year bed. Nobody was with me when I gave birth to this idea. Nobody was with me when God impregnated me with this vision. And so it was for me to run my own race. So I'm telling you that same thing. It's okay to be inspired, but let it be organic. Don't be inspired because you see somebody else doing something and you feel like that's how you got to measure your success. The OGET wrote a book called You Owe You. What do you owe yourself? What do you owe yourself? It's not because you're seeing this person doing that. It's not because you're seeing this person do that. Again, It's okay to be inspired, but don't let that inspiration be the carrot in front of the horse that's keeping you and dictating you. And I realized when I look back that I had to accomplish so many great things that I already won. I got pictures where I slept on a mattress, an air mattress with my daughter when she was two years old. I got pictures of that. And now she tell her cousins, man, my daddy got a Bentley. Now she know what it's like to have a five-year-old birthday party where we bring Mickey Mouse to her. We changed the menu. I'm changing the dynamics of my family day by day. You changing the dynamics of your family day by day. Run your own race. And when you unfollow some people for a moment, if they feel some kind of way, that's on them, not you. When you purge your life, when you purge the group chat, 
When you purge the things that you're looking at and reading and somebody feels some type of way, no, that's on them, not you. Because your true friends, they're going to understand. None of my homies were like, bro, I'm about to unfollow you because you unfollowed me. I said, hey, fam, look, this is what I did. And it was okay. I understood the emotion that's connected to the gram sometimes. Hey, bro, listen, bro, listen, I unfollowed you because this is what I'm doing, bro. This is what I'm doing, queen. This is what I'm doing, fam. You a friend, I appreciate you. This is what I'm doing right now. They was like, oh, bad, I feel it. Shout out to David Shannon. He said, bro, once I listened to the, the message, I, I, I realized, bro, like I might need to do the same thing, Trap. You need to start the unfollow challenge, Trap. And you don't know how your discipline, your dedication, and your determination not only propels you ahead, but it inspires others. When I talked about your core values and the things that you believe in, what are some of the things that you are fighting for that keeps you anchored to your past? What are some of the beliefs that you are defending that truly don't mean you no goddamn good? I want you to know that your ambition cannot outweigh your work ethic. To be successful, to build wealth, to be generational, you got to be dynamic, you got to make sacrifices. Sometimes those sacrifices don't feel good. Quick story before I go. Abraham got a message from God. Abraham was deep into his hundreds. When God told him, gave him a son. And then God told him, go to the mountaintop and sacrifice him. Abraham said, what? This is my boy. Why would I sacrifice him? But Abraham was obedient. He went to the mountaintop. And right before, right before he slayed his son, God said, Abraham! There's a lamb right there. I just want you to know that your sacrifices that you're going to have to make on a journey are necessary, but they are not in vain. God will question you. He will see if what you say you want is what you really want. And I have a saying. You got to change for what you say you want or you got to change what you say you want. One more time. You got to change for what you say you want or you got to change what you say you want. It's your boy, The Wall Street Trapper. Make sure you like. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share this with somebody. Make sure you Thursday, 5 o'clock, you check out the audio, man. I love y'all. I'm out.